0: This is Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We're your hosts, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. How's it going, Angie? It goes. How about you? It, go- well, it, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's Monday. It's not like crazy storming outside or anything like that. Not yet.
1: <laughs> it's starting to rain. It is starting was, to yeah, rain. Making it too the studio since we're actually in the studio. I know. That this is this week. It's very exciting.
0: <laughs> it's like official and stuff.
1: Yeah, we do that yeah. for we're like super important. Yes. Yeah,
0: with our top notch recording gear. Mm-hmm. Shut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm uh, so how was your how was how was your weekend? How was your week?
1: I'm thinking but I feel like I haven't talked to you in a in a minute. I know. It's weird. It's like if we go in like three days it's like a year for yeah. us so that's really kind of weird um yeah it was good so it was like the big rummage sale that you helped us oh yeah prepare for yeah that we did this weekend and it brought in seven thousand thirty nine dollars and some odd cents oh of nice. which uh lucy's place will get a cut again okay they were they got the biggest slice of the pie last year. Um, and that's Trinity United Methodist? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
0: So last year, and and everybody, we have a guest today as we do. well. And I'm going to go ahead and include you in on this conversation. Mark Thiedemann is here with us today. Hey, Mark. Hi. Thank you for being here. How's
2: it going?
0: Oh, man. Wonderful. You know, living the dream every day. <laughs> <Wow>. Every day.
1: <laughs>
0: Trying to anyway. Uh-huh. You know, dreaming like I'm living the dream. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but so I went to the service after the rummage sale last year, or where they at least the service where they awarded the checks to the different groups and who was it? Someone so they're, you know, I guess calling out because they had a drawing for a, a oh, for like a getaway right. or a trip or something.
1: No, it was actually to serve on a steering committee oh. in these conversations. <laughs> but this is a getaway sounds <laughs> yeah. so much better. Yeah, if it had been that, nobody would have done what you're about to tell. So. Yeah, well,
0: you can go because so we're sitting there and 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 they draw the first name,
1: and it was Primrose Everdeen.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're going primrose is primrose here <laughs> so, yeah the uh, primrose everything <clears throat> the choosers oh and the readers gosh. did not uh they didn't have the reference apparently <laughs> oh, but no. the rest of us mm-hmm. which of course You know, that that was contributed by a member of our Sunday school class, which is pretty indicative of our Sunday school (laughs)
2: class. (laughs) Um, We
1: also happen to be the class that, like, steers where the money goes and Lucy's place gets the biggest chunk. Um, But we also have personalities therein that will put Primrose Everdeen. Yeah, yeah, I was super mad at oh myself. Oh my gosh, it was great. Yeah, there were like little chuckles, and we were like, "Oh man!" Like the people reading, like they were like looking around for was in earnest. They really were, <laughs> and we were like, "Really, nothing?" Uh-huh. Oh man, yeah, yeah.
0: We were thinking that you or someone should have stood up and said, "Oh."
1: Stand in I <laughs> volunteer's as tribute. I was super mad that I didn't think about it, like in the moment, because I was just watching, like, how long is it going to take him to figure it out? Like, I didn't. Yeah, oh, that's that's a major. I don't yeah. have a lot of life regrets. So that was one. I wish I would have <laughs> thought of that that quickly.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, your your Sunday school class is. <laughs> I mean, if you if you were ever to go to Sunday school class, it sounds like your class would be the one to go to. Um, That's the one. it's mean, probably
1: the one. I mean, yeah. realistically, um, yeah, our gatherings typically, where are they? They're held at a place. A requirement is it has a full bar, because okay. we have a, a lot of folks who would do their whole craft beer thing. Um, and there are some of us that, um, primarily me, who okay. aren't are not really going to be down with that. So the requirements for where our next destination is always includes. Full bar, and that's that's how we hang out. That's sort of what we do.
2: I mean, that's a, another reason, yeah. This particular right, Sunday
0: right. school
2: group. I know oh, man. the whole checklist,
0: yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Pretty much get you through a Sunday. I know Sunday fun day okay, with the Sunday okay. school class. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> we try, yeah. Man. We try. Well, so I don't know if you guys. Um, there recently was a post going around on Facebook. So are you guys familiar with Imagine Dragons? Yes. Yes. I love them. And so there's like two stations that I listen to all the time on Pandora. And one of them is the Imagine Dragons station. And their, their lead singer has, and I didn't know this until this post popped up on Facebook, um, that they have a music festival out in Utah every year. So he was brought up in the Mormon faith. Um, but it's called now now Love Loud. It's the Love Loud Music Festival. And so he's kind of made it a mission of his to, like, do what he can because of his place and being a white male and the place that he's in and, and having this ability to, to share his voice and have that message reach so many to use his platform to do what he can to support the LGBTQ
1: community mm-hmm
0: and I thought that was pretty daggone cool
1: well yeah I mean to take it up as a platform but then also to issue a statement to say this is what I'm doing just so everybody knows uh-huh. like this is very intentional on my part because it's one thing I mean again super cool to just adopt it as a platform and perform from there but then to stand up and say this is what I'm doing very intentionally and no one has to guess about it. You don't have to infer anything. Like, I'll just straight up tell you, like, I'm doing it mm-hmm. with purpose and intention. hmm
0: Yeah. And he said he gets comments every day from people going, oh, I can't believe it. I'm not going to let my kids listen to you anymore. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Newsflash. They're, they're going to anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that, Mo and Dan. Um, but I thought that was that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. that was pretty cool I mean for me it made me like oh gosh I need to see when Imagine Dragons is gonna <laughs> be close to Little Rock I need to see them in concert you know so um anyway it kind of, I just wanted to mention something about that because I thought it was it was it was neat I think and I don't, and I don't know I think there's a, a lot of people who almost are like oh why are you straight? now I'm, I'm mumbling but I'm trying to get to a point because um it was Mark, I know you are. <laughs> <Something> was, <laughs> this is where I need that drink. My mm-hmm. mind doesn't work, right? Um, because there was another conversation I was involved in, and I now I can't remember what the conversation entailed, but uh, people sometimes having a problem with um, people, others outside of our community, I guess, being so loud.
2: We're speaking, on, or our speaking
0: on our behalf. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> See, he's fill he's dropping right in your spot. He's perfect. You guys are over there to between together. Between the two of us. To be able to I, I always need back. someone to fill in my my blanks because I can't seem to get it out half the time. Um, but how do, how do you guys feel about that? Because I think, um, in my opinion, our allies are so important. You know, we as a community have to come together and it's very important that our voices are allowed as individuals within our community, within the LGBTQ plus community. But I I just feel like without our allies, it's going to be a lot harder for us. Yeah,
1: I mean, if we essentially if we follow the same train of thought, we would still actively have slavery right because if only the slaves were standing up saying we're not down with slavery guess what we would still have slavery I mean it's it's because there are people outside that were not directly affected who were allies took a position of support I mean it's
2: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely important for nobody to be complacent about issues facing the LGBT community or any other marginalized group. And there's a reason why one of the A's in our very, very, very long abbreviation is for allies. Mm -hmm. You know, we rely on our friends uh, in the heterosexual community. But I think also it's really important for people in the heterosexual community to speak up about issues like this, because a lot of times... I think that the voices of lgbt people are kind of put in a box mm-hmm. uh, there's a sense that we speak to each other, um, but sometimes that that person who is familiar. Uh, ends up being the person that you listen to mm-hmm. a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that it's it's really important for uh, people in the straight community who might be questioning their thoughts or feelings about uh, gay rights issues uh, to see someone from their own community speaking uh, so passionately for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a positive mm-hmm.
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, that's what I thought. Good. We
2: all agree. Yay! <laughs> well, on the other hand, I mean, the, I I do think but that yeah. there there is something to be said on on the topic of speaking for other groups. Um, there, there's really for me only one major rule, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, hear us and listen to us. You know what I mean? Right. Um, as long as people outside of the community are aware of the the thoughts, the concerns, the questions, the desires, the hopes of LGBT friends of theirs, then I think that they can speak on our behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. one thing to do that, and it's another thing to do it from an uninformed place. But, right. But,
0: no, that makes sense, you know, because I think a lot of times there's a difference between speaking for and speaking with,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think, and I think it's important as an ally in with in any situation because you know, we're we're allies for each other within our communities. That when you speak it's informed and and I guess that you're not speaking without having knowledge of the I, other communities, you know Yeah, I, I think mean you it said was, it really well, yeah. you
2: know, speaking with.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You're due diligence right like if you if you want to issue a position statement on anything whether it's a group that you immediately belong to or another you, you damn well better make sure you have your facts yeah, straight right? you, <laughs> you know what you're you know what you're
0: saying
1: <laughs> before well, hopefully, you do yeah, you probably need to be educated yeah. and informed in that position
0: and i like that that's kind of he made a point at the end of that article um and i don't remember the exact quote but he mentioned uh that that you need to be informed. You don't just, you know, uh, and that he seems to be making the steps to do that. And and part of that was, you know, he, he also made a big point about the suicide rates within our mm-hmm. community. And, and if people aren't concerned about it, then something's wrong because they are so high with our young generation
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the LGBTQ plus community. And I think also that's why it's so important that we have – Events like we're about to talk about with you, Mark, that, that you and Tony have come together and built this, this wonderful thing that we now have every year, and we're in our fourth year of it, the Kaleidoscope Festival. Um, started out as a film festival, and still that's the majority of it, but it also includes so many other forms of art uh, that it's just it's a really cool deal, and I think that it's awesome that we have it here in Little Rock
2: yeah um i mean it's something that i'm excited to be a part of every year um and i think yeah it's i mean it's really important for the community not only for the lgbt community but for um everyone in central arkansas who's Mm -hmm. crying out for a chance to experience great art together um with other people Mm -hmm. um it's a very inclusive film festival we do focus on stories and issues that face the lgbt community but they're films that anyone could enjoy and um yeah i mean we we again going back to what we were saying earlier we get so excited about the idea that you know for a long time lgbt film festivals Uh, were sort of underground events that appealed only to uh, the LGBT community Mm that were a safe space for us to go and hear our own stories but now uh, as the world changes it's no longer a place that um, exclusively caters to an LGBT audience and I like that we can have a festival that's not just for us but for all of our friends and anyone who loves great movies Mm -hmm. and great art
0: right I mean, it's just like we've talked about this several times. For one, I think it's very important for our younger generation, and even for for us, to see stories of our own community portrayed mm-hmm. on screen and and, and things so like representation
1: that. Representation matters.
0: Representation matters. Visibility Great representation people. matters, yeah. and to be able to see that, I, I just feel like it gives so many people like just hope. Like okay, and it n- normalizes. Mm-hmm. The conversation. You know, when when you can see that, so all these TV shows I know as I was growing up until Ellen and different things like that, you never you never really saw it on TV or it was kind of portrayed, you know, I saw something now I'm kinda getting off track, but do you remember Mash? Did y'all watch Mash? Did you Uh, you ever see Mash? What are you gonna say about Klinger? You know, see cross dressed Mm but and for whatever reason, like, it didn't ever really cross my mind until about a week ago when I saw someone post something about that mm-hmm. character on M.A.S.H. And I was like, wow. And I just, I, you know, growing up being young, elementary school, watching that with my family, and we watched it all the time. Like, M.A.S.H. was one of those staples that we all sat down together to watch. I just never... just never really occurred to me
2: yeah it's amazing we we have a a rich history of closeted LGBT characters in the movies um, and also not so closeted ones Uh, I was doing some thinking about this uh, a year or so when I was writing a a grad school paper Um, (laughs) and I was talking about uh, the sort of rise of queer cinema in the 90s but I was looking back at our history and And it just became so apparent to me that actually there are great films about our community that were not only made in the 60s, 70s, 30s, 40s, but that weren't closeted about it at all. And these were films that were nominated for Oscars. Sunday Bloody Sunday, Cabaret. You know, these are films with openly bisexual characters that are getting Oscar nominations. And this happened decades ago. Um, When you realize that, it kind of puts things in perspective a little bit, yeah. And and what we're doing with Kaleidoscope is trying to find the next generation of those voices and the films that are really going to matter to people today.
1: Mhm. Well, and along those lines, like I just want to make sure that this is said so that people know. Um, we talked a little bit before we started. Talk about kind of the the breakdown and the representation of demographic and what is featured this year in Kaleidoscope?
2: Well, this is definitely our most diverse year by far, um, in terms of not only the characters that are being depicted, but by the filmmakers uh, whose work we're showcasing. Um, We have always had an issue uh, finding a substantial percentage of films that were directed by women um which has been a bit heartbreaking to me because some of my heroes are women mm-hmm. some of my favorite filmmakers mm-hmm. in the world are are female filmmakers and um and I just can't stand the idea that there would ever be a structure that would um stop people from being able to see their work mm-hmm. um this year though there is a wealth, there's a treasure trove of uh, content that's directed by women and people of color 60% of the films in our lineup are directed by women yeah. and you know in, in a climate where every single year when the Cannes Film Festival happens major film festivals across the globe there are always editorial pieces written highlighting how few films by women there are and these are some of the biggest film festivals mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. we only show 13 movies <clears throat> And over half of the small selection that's highly curated, over half of them are by women. And uh, further, uh, the opening weekend of our film festival, and I I didn't even realize this until a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. when I was going through the schedule, every single film in the first weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, focuses on a character who is a person of color. Um, That wasn't intentional mm-hmm. on our part but what it does is it speaks to uh, the the growing support for filmmakers like the ones we're showcasing mm-hmm. to make their work and get it seen and that's very encouraging to me not only as a programmer but as a film uh, filmmaker um, that these These individuals whose work may not have been so well-supported in the past are starting to find the resources they need.
1: Sure, so you didn't have to go looking for that intentionally, but just naturally, because of hopefully changing climates and changing attitudes, it just emerged very organically to have such representation.
2: That's exactly what happened. I mean, it's my goal as a programmer... Uh, certainly to build the most diverse lineup that I can, but my top priority is always to just choose the best films.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: We don't show bad movies at Kaleidoscope. We only show the best. Mm-hmm. There are only 13. They have to be the best 13. Right. It's wonderful that the best 13 happened to be films that were so diverse, um, but yeah, I mean, I can't take credit for that. It's it's the filmmakers. We right. get, we can only program what's available to us, yep. and and mm-hmm. so it was really a gift.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is really cool. And, and do you think that? Um, I mean, do you think that the number of are there more women women God, women now getting into film as far as directors or? Things of that nature that they're more.
2: Well, I don't, I don't know that. Are
0: they feeling more opportunity, or is it just?
2: I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- one of the great things that happened, um, you know, in the in the 2000s was the digital revolution. For so long, mm-hmm. if you wanted to make a movie and get it seen and bought and distributed, the movie had to be shot on 35mm film. Nothing else was acceptable, so the cost of making a movie was very, very high. Okay. Uh, with the digital revolution, all of a sudden, people can make movies very inexpensively. And they can be made by people here in Arkansas right. very inexpensively and those films that are made in places like Arkansas can play around the world right. I mean it's a new landscape mm-hmm. um, so you know independent filmmakers can work for less money of course but, but yeah I think it absolutely speaks to uh, producers wanting to invest in films uh, made by women and people of color um, and I, I I just, I can't, I can't, I cannot imagine the struggle mm-hmm. uh, that women and people of color have been up against for, you know, a century of the art form that I love the most. Uh, there have been so many structures in place that have stopped those stories from being told, and I think a general uh, misconception that people aren't interested in hearing stories about women and people of color, mm-hmm. which is obviously not the case. Right. Look at Moonlight, you know... Uh, I um, I remember watching the Oscars last year and Kumail Nanjiani was uh, speaking briefly and he said, listen, I've been watching movies yeah. about uh, uh, white guys uh, falling in love with women for, you know, the entire history of my life. Believe me, you can watch a movie about an Indian guy. Right, you can right. see yourself <laughs> in the story because yeah. essentially
1: those were the only stories that he had an option to see himself in right so sort of get over it white folk like for a long time Mm -hmm. which is i mean that's that's valid obviously yeah
2: i mean one of the movies that i um found myself most emotionally wrapped up in that's playing at kaleidoscope this year is skate kitchen a movie about female skateboarders uh, something i have never been uh, (laughs) and uh Watching this movie, very much wish I were. Um, Uh (laughs) Like, I just wanted to hang out with these girls and, you know, be friends with them. And go through the adventures and the trials and emotional ups and downs that they go through in the movie. And it was so cool. And you know what else is so cool about that movie? It's a movie about a, a group of teenage girls who just sit around and talk about things that girls never talk about in movies.
0: Huh.
2: And it was... It was just so cool for me to listen, and also the the actors in the movie are, um, they're playing themselves, so it's a a fiction, but uh, it's about a group of girls called The Skate Kitchen, and the movie cast The Skate Kitchen, the actual Skate (laughs) Kitchen, as themselves, and they just sit around and have these very open uh, dialogues about sexuality and female bodies and anxieties, and it's things that I've never heard characters talk about in film, and and I felt so lucky to be able to have a window into a world that has been shut off from, you know, from cinema itself for mm-hmm. so long. The movie is so much fun. Um, I think you're going to love um,
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, uh, I saw the um, event on Facebook for that one. I thought, okay, I'm excited about that.
1: Mark, do you think yeah. this is like the early early outcome of you know hashtag me too times up or do you think that we haven't even seen that yet like is this representation of women is this just finally naturally evolving or do you think that it's direct outcome
2: um uh you know i'm not sure that i i could make that assessment i will say that i know that there are organizations um that have been striving over the past many years uh to give more resources Mm -hmm. to these filmmakers and that I see that continuing um but another thing is um they're just they're just so talented and and I hope that this new generation of women is going to inspire each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they will go to each other's movies and and see the level of quality and uh, aesthetic brilliance and storytelling and emotional content that these films have and want to do it themselves and want to learn how to do it. Um, I, I like that there is a glass ceiling that's being broken um, mm-hmm. and that and that a new generation of people is saying I want to see these stories and if people say they want to see them then yeah. people have to pay to get those movies made <laughs> right. um, you know this is something that we've been talking about for a really long time I think it is absolutely just the beginning um, I mean if we look back even at the past few years of Kaleidoscope it it wasn't anything like this
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I hope that it's the same the next year and the next year and i I mean, please, I, I want to see the movies, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. please, I please, women, tell your stories. I want to hear those stories, um, and I know so many other people do, too, mm-hmm. and that as much as this means to me, it means so much more to you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's that, what we come back to so frequently, the visibility and representation and how important that is, because it does bring that relatability piece and normalizing a lot of folks that have felt anything but normal. And to see stories that they can relate to.
2: And complex stories, too. I mean, independent film is, you know, the place to go for that. There. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there are gay characters in mainstream media, but a lot of times they are very flat characters. Um... Uh, mainstream media is often very very obsessed with positive imaging and making sure that gay characters are very sort of sanitized Mm. um, so that they don't get into trouble Mm. but independent filmmakers gay filmmakers female filmmakers they're gonna tell you like it is these are complicated (laughs) people they're people with faults they are people who are both wonderful and flawed and, and and that even furthers our ability to relate to the characters mm-hmm. and to find ourselves in them.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that this, that Kaleidoscope is um, kid-friendly or at least young adult or... What age groups are
2: we looking at here with some of the movies? It's sort of film by film. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be having a street fair on Saturday, the 11th, this coming Saturday, um, called the Queer Art Street Fair. There will be a number of different vendors. Arkansas Circus Arts will be around. Nice. It's going to be a really fun day. There's a water balloon fight I, that's going to happen.
0: I may have mentioned that on
1: Facebook. <laughs> um,
2: there might be a dunking booth um but yeah and then you can take a break from the heat by coming and seeing movies but that event is absolutely family friendly um i you know i'm the kind of person that if i were a parent which i'm not i would mm-hmm. probably let my children assuming they were you know 13ish uh-huh. see every film in the lineup right um it's something that you know i would encourage you to use your judgment there are certain films which are not sure. appropriate for children but they are clearly labeled in our program and mm-hmm. we will make sure to alert you uh before each of those screenings yeah
0: yeah and it starts friday and it's yes and there's events in argenta and in soma and some different areas so
2: yeah, uh, opening night is Friday. We're showing a great movie called We the Animals, uh, which was a winner at Sundance this year. so uh, It's a beautiful coming-of-age story. Uh, we are also opening on Friday a gallery at the Argenta Gallery. It's a, a two-part show. Uh, one of the sides of the gallery will be dedicated to new work by Michael Schaefer and Ooh. Andrea Bolin, uh, in which uh, Michael's illustrations are transformed into... Uh, clothing and uh, you know as we kind of focus on art forms other than film this year's major focus is fashion so the other side of the gallery is called fashion and the moving image which traces major iconic fashion looks through the history of cinema so things like the little black dress and um uh you know american rebels in tight white t-shirts and jeans and things like that Uh, but also advertising as an art form there's an installation of experimental fashion videos which are some of the strongest filmmaking in the entire lineup and they're virtually commercials Uh, but yeah you can take a break by going into the gallery get out of the heat Uh sit down and uh Watch some really, really amazing, strange, beautiful short films that were designed for uh for fashion houses. oh
0: cool, huh I didn't know that that was I knew that you guys were going to have something in the our gallery over there, but now i'm in
2: yeah. it is going to be so cool
0: um and I'm, so I'm familiar with Michael um but not with
2: uh and Andrea. Um, uh, she and Michael have been communicating via social media for uh, for the past, I, I don't know how long, um, getting ready this show. Uh, uh-huh. But she is the founder of Oziggy Clothing in San Diego. Oh, And has wow. been working directly with Michael in order to create the looks that are going to be hanging all over the gallery.
0: Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Is she, is she going to be in town or...
2: I don't believe that she will okay. be here for the film festival, but her presence, her will, presence certainly will be here. Her presence
0: will be here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, you, what are you most excited about?
2: Uh, there are a couple of things. Uh, we are showing a Streetcar Named Desire as a dinner and a movie night at mm-hmm. South on Main on Sunday night. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you have never seen Brando in that white t-shirt on a big screen... You haven't lived. Uh, You are really missing out. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm blushing. Uh, It's, yeah, it's the best movie ever. Um, I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited about the U.S. premiere of a film called Obscuro Barocco, Okay. Um we are the first festival in America that's showing it, although it won the Teddy Jury Award at the Berlin Film Festival. The Teddy Award is the most prestigious LGBT film award in the world. Wow. Um and Obscuro Baroco, uh directed by Evangelia Crannotti, is from Brazil and it follows um a transgender activist named Luana Muniz, who passed away last year. Um as she delivers poetry and kind of essayistic thoughts on the nature of the body and transformation and it's a love song to Rio de Janeiro uh, that's filled with drum beats and flashing lights and carnival and people in costumes and makeup and glitter and it's going to bounce off the walls of that theater oh wow
0: Uh,
2: it's something that people just really can't miss Mm -hmm. we're also showing my new movie
0: are we yeah
2: what uh, now are
0: we what now is that
2: that is going to be saturday in front of skate kitchen actually okay. um it's going to be a preview screening of alex in the morning which is a 30 minute short film about love and addiction and sexual fluidity and uh um, living in a house with like 12 other people oh. <laughs> and, how, and how that makes you drink a lot.
0: Right. <laughs> well, so is this, does that go back to, and I, again, because I'm all over the place, I never realized our history with the term house.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and, and who was I, I can't remember who I was talking about that with, uh, because I guess it was, you know, back during the Stonewall period, and there were these groups in New York mm-hmm. where that's that was like their family and their safe place, and they created this house where they would have, like, the the mothers or yes. whatever. And
1: yeah, we talked about when we were talking about Pose. Pose, yeah.
2: Yeah, like there's that we were talking about Pose. Yes, yeah. that's,
0: that was what we yeah. were talking about recently. And that's when I started thinking about the House of Avalon and... And those types of groups, it's like, ow.
2: Yeah, and they all have their leaders and certain styles and things that they represent. I was just watching Paris is Burning again on Netflix a couple of weeks ago, and oh my goodness, that movie. Uh, We're nearing, actually, the 30th anniversary of Paris is Burning, so. Oh, really? When that happens, I think there should be a kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. event for it.
0: I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hate to say
2: this. I think we
1: know a guy. I we
0: think we, I think we.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm.
0: I think we know somebody. me. Yeah.
2: We're writing it down. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, um, and I know it's hard because all thirteen films are great. And I know there's a lot of great events. But we've got your film. We've got the opening night. The Street Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we have going on? Dinner and a movie.
2: Yes, dinner and a Movie on Sunday night. On Monday night, we're doing a sing-along.
0: I saw that, too. Um...
2: Guess what movie? It's the, it's the movie everyone wants to sing along to. <laughs>
0: Cinderella.
2: We're, no, we're, no, doing, we're doing, <laughs> no, I know. I right, know. Maybe, uh, maybe, you guys should have maybe, seen the, voice, the faces that
0: I just uh, got just now. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> no. What was it? Oh, maybe, I can't remember. Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe only gay men like a sing-along. I don't know. Um, no, we're doing the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid.
1: Why did I say Cinderella?
2: Yeah, it's everybody's, it was
1: Disney again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: everybody's been wanting a sing-along and, um,
0: and there we and, there and
2: go. And I, I can only imagine the chorus <laughs> that will be at South on Main singing Part of Your World. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop by for like a little Ursula moment. Oh, that's an excellent moment to choose. <laughs> I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. that's great. I could, I know all the words. I probably won't be there, but I, yeah. I
1: know all the
2: words to all yeah. of the song. That's, that's great. Angie,
1: you, you won't be there? I I don't really do sing. You don't sing?
2: No. (laughs) You can't be at everything. Something that that you should be at is on uh, Thursday night of the festival, the 16th, uh, we're showing a really important documentary that was funded by GLAAD called Trans Military uh, that follows Mm -hmm. four individuals um, who are transgender uh, in the military and deals with all of the sort of...
0: This hate or just...
2: horrible horrible political situation that we're in right now, and that'll lead yeah. to a great discussion after.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Who Who's going to, who? will there be someone here that?
2: Um, I, I believe that's to be announced right now. Okay, gotcha. So we'll find out that yeah. at the beginning yeah. of the festival. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of important films. I mean, I think just having the festival itself is very important, but a lot of these films have some pretty, you know, important messages
2: behind them yeah absolutely um, uh, they're exploring so many different kinds of issues um, whether it's toxic masculinity in the gay male community mm-hmm. in a movie like M.M. which is a movie that's very dark and that I related to very deeply <laughs> um, or uh, a, a a film like oh, I'm trying to think of the, like, the, the sort of like it, it, it all right, let me pause for a moment and recollect myself. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. You caught the Tracy syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I caught the, I caught the Tracy. Um, yeah, or, or a film like 1985, uh, directed by Yen Tan, which is also beautifully shot on 16 millimeter film, um, that looks back at uh, a, a time when we didn't really understand... Um, to speak about HIV Mm -hmm. Um, and it tells the story of a young man who goes home um, to have a very important conversation with his very religious family mm-hmm. um, his little brother actually hides Madonna tapes underneath his bed so his mom and dad won't find him it reminded me of your Imagine Dragons <laughs> mom and dad, they, that's that's the, the 2015 version um, but yeah those great but there are also just some wild works of art the Wild Boys is an incredible movie about mm-hmm. a group of young adolescent boys who are troublemakers and they do something really terrible and they're punished by being sent to a fantasy island um with very strange things that happen include uh including some um uh troublemaking plants uh (laughs) but the the, but one of the, the wildest things about that movie is that all of the boys are played by women really um and I can't tell you anything else. Okay. Uh, we, have, uh, we have a great, great movie called Good Manners that's playing this coming Sunday, uh, which was described by the playlist as the best Brazilian lesbian werewolf musical melodrama <laughs> of the year.
1: I just, just for me, because I know, how large is that category? (laughs) The the best.
2: I'm telling you, um, after you see this one, you won't need another one. But, like, the thing is, is that sounds so strange. This movie makes me cry. It's a movie about love and motherhood. Oh, wow. And it's just this beautiful fairy tale that escalates like an old Tim Burton movie. Mm -hmm. Like, remember that feeling of your heart swelling at the end of, like, Edward Scissorhands? Mm -hmm. Like, this movie has that kind of emotional impact. It's the sweetest thing. And it's just this hodgepodge, strange creation of a movie um, about two women and and, and motherhood. Wow.
0: Isn't Uh, it cool how even, I mean, it's fantasy or... Mm-hmm. that you can still relate it to something in your life. Yeah. You know, nonfiction, fantasy, whatever, but you can still gain something from it, even though this hodgepodge,
2: yeah.
0: werewolf, whatever, um, It's still...
2: Yeah, and gay people deserve the fantasy movies, too. Mm-hmm. We deserve fantasy movies, experimental weird art films. We deserve the same quality of documentaries, slice-of-life movies, coming-of-age stories, science fiction movies, horror films. Last year we showed an alien movie. Our community deserves all of those things, all of those genres. And so if you look at the lineup of Kaleidoscope this year, it's not only diverse in terms of representation, but also in terms of the types of films that we're showing. There's really something for everybody, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. including an animated Saturday morning shorts block where you can eat cereal and watch movies. I
1: know. Show up in the PJs.
2: (laughs) We encourage it.
0: I love
1: it. Depending on the PJs.
2: I love cereal and
0: I don't That's let fair. myself eat it often but it turns
1: out
2: Yeah.
1: I'll get to this
2: this yeah, next week.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Mark, so is your favorite like is your favorite time of year the actual festival or does it happen before when you're going through the films and the selection process?
2: Oh well it's always a whirlwind. Um I do like watching all of the movies, um, and it's always a kind of tough thing. But I, I think I my mind just sort of naturally has this curator sensibility, mm-hmm. where I like, um, I, I I like watching the movies and picking the movies. But the real thing that's exciting for me is choosing how they go together, mm-hmm. um, how one film bounces off of another film, and uh, just making sure that the lineup has a look if that makes sense true sure. like mm-hmm. it like it has a vibe you know what i mean right. um and that's maybe the the thing that i'm most proud of offering to the film festival is that i maybe maybe somehow by um, Choosing these great films by other people and putting them together into a particular structure, I've like left my little mark like a kind of impression or a mm-hmm. point of view like mm-hmm. a a way of looking at the world through choosing these particular films that's very i don't know uh, it makes me feel good
1: mm mm-hmm. well, and it's always i mean I think we've done we we did a show on the radio once. And you came in Mm -hmm. right around this time probably last year um and these are like the bulk if not entirety of conversations i have with you but each time it's very clear like the passion that you have for all things related to this is very very clear and it's very palpable when we sit here and so just to even hear about it from your perspective and realize the passion and the thought process and what your intentions are I mean, I would imagine that you'd get people to show up just for that. Mm-hmm.
2: I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it's something that I love, and I think it is very important. I also think it's very fun.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I yes.
2: think that it is a great way of meeting new people. I highly recommend getting off Tinder and coming to Kaleidoscope. <laughs> yes. You uh-huh. might find get your future wife apps. or husband. <laughs>
0: could
2: happen right there you never know you never know but
0: you know and I started noticing that especially last year um now you know last year it was in its third year and it just seemed as though for whatever reason last year was the year that I noticed more faces that I had not seen before because it does seem like a lot of the events that we have uh, within our community here locally you're always seeing some of the same faces Mm -hmm. but and I don't know what it was about last year, but I felt like there were more people that's like, hey, who's that person? Who's that person that yeah. I had never seen before, which was really cool. I mean, to me, that's exciting to see new faces. Yeah,
2: we had uh, the Pride block party in Argenta a few weeks ago, and there were hundreds of people there, and we were talking to all of them about Kaleidoscope, and so many people just don't know about the film festival yet. Mm-hmm. So we hope that it, that will grow even more and that this year you'll see even more people Mm-hmm. Um, who are new faces?
1: Yeah, I think this is setting the stage for the fifth School. I mean, not step on your toes. You do this because you're way better at all of it than I am. Uh, speed dating. Okay. Oh, speed dating. Of yeah. Here are the new faces. <laughs> like, get just you know, just saying. Gosh, just came. to Look
0: at. If I have to worry about speed dating my next year, I'm done.
2: We're just gonna have a giant room where, like, everyone's grinder is projected on a wall.
1: And... See, I knew you'd do something so much better with it. I knew and, it, like, yeah, it. Just, just like all that. All
2: those little, like, green dots just start connecting, like, a game of connect the dots. That's scary. I don't want that to happen. Uh...
1: Uh uh eh, it's good for thought. Yeah, this <laughs> It's it's a starting point. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got about a year to figure it out. <laughs> we get, we have some time.
0: Number five is big, huh?
2: Yeah. Number five it'll, is big. It'll be big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well it's exciting every year. I mean I look forward to it every year and um I know that you guys put a lot of time in into it. I mean, tears, sweat. All the things into to making this happen, and it's no easy task. And I definitely appreciate you, you guys taking that on.
2: Well, and we appreciate you so for important. all your help and support as well. And everybody's. I mean, we just want to do something that we feel is nice and important and inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Come watch some movies.
0: And watch some movies.
2: <laughs> They're good. I know. I picked them. <laughs> you
1: do I, so I completely well. defer to your judgment. In all, in all seriousness, I do. Well, mm-hmm. Mark knows. So uh-huh. He oh. picked them.
2: I don't, you know, I don't know many things, but I know what a good movie is. Yeah. I
0: think. <laughs> I, I, think. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you for taking the time today to come and, and share with us all the good stuff. So, if people want to buy tickets, they can do that early or they can do that at the door
2: that's great
0: and it's kaleidoscope film festival right is the website
2: the yeah there's a quicker one okay. uh, it's k a l twenty eighteen dot com
0: k a l twenty eighteen dot com mm-hmm. i didn't even know about that
2: yeah and, and so, they can, all <laughs> so they
0: so then go on there and you can get individual passes or you can get i think you can get full week.
2: Yes. Um, the There's a pass for all of the films, which is $25. And then there's another pass, which for a limited time is $90, which is an all-access pass that gets you not only into the films, but to all of the special events as well.
0: Oh, nice. That's I was like, that sounds
2: really? Like a really good that's a, deal. No, that's a great deal. Oh, it's so inexpensive. Yeah. If you see all of the movies, that's less than $2 a movie. Yeah.
0: Well, and just the events themselves Yeah. that you're having. I mean, that's cheap.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a great week.
0: It'll be a great it'll week. Clear your Still, schedule. clear the schedule. KAL2018.com. That's right. Check it out. Lineup is up. Mm-hmm. All the things. Come out and see us. I'm excited about it. I'm going to be there as much as possible. And uh, I might be there doing schoolwork while I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> watching movies, boat. but yeah. but
1: It's a good backdrop.
0: Yeah, it's a good backdrop, yep. but I'll be there, and, and I want to see some new faces. So tell your friends, tell your family, um, bring out the people. Let's have some good fun and watch some movies.
2: Yeah, we're ready to hang out.
0: I'm ready to hit some people with some water balloons Saturday. <laughs> um, there you yeah. go. i <laughs> You have fun with that.
2: I'll be in a screening.
0: <laughs> I, did, I was talking to Tony about that, too. Though. I was like, you know, if birds were to, he's like, the balloons are biodegradable. We made sure. <laughs> good job. So if you're worried about that, folks, just know that I checked it out already, and we're good have to go.
1: environmentally responsible the water balloon fight we will make sure that you do. Yes. We yes. They
0: will. So, um, again, thank you, Mark. Thank you. If you guys have been listening, uh, I don't even have to say that anymore because I'm not on the radio. Because if you're listening, you clicked on us. Right. But this has been Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We are hosts, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. Every Thursday, you can go to com and we have a little podcast tab up there. And we are in the top five of the five... <laughs>
1: podcasts
0: that are top five top five five podcasts of the arkansas times podcast library there are other podcasts on there that we would love to encourage you to listen to that are local um local and talking about all the things going on in, in our area and in our state and of course we appreciate the arkansas times so much for for hosting us and allowing us to be a part of that and mark and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to come share because I know you're busy, especially right, right. now and especially to, to share with us all the fun stuff that's going to happen this next week. so
2: thank you. it's always a good time. Yeah Thanks.
0: And till next time. have a good week. Peace out.